Hello again, this is Jimmy Allen, your host from Orpheus Cyber. Welcome back to episode 15 of Orpheus Talks, your weekly CTI update. Let's run through our topics for this week before I delve into each in a bit more detail. Our key issue this week, cyber criminals are leveraging a new CTO as a service platform for malware campaigns. As for cyber criminals, multiple ransomware gangs infect a single automotive supplier via a single initial access vector. And finally, on Nation State Activity, North Korea generates funds via Maui ransomware campaigns. Kicking off with our key issue, since early 2022, cybercriminals have employed Dark Utilities, a new command and control as a service platform to support their operational infrastructure. Sold for just €10 on Dark Web Marketplace forums, Dark Utilities authors market the tool as a fully featured platform that enables multiple functions, including DDoS attacks, remote access to target networks, and Monero cryptocurrency mining. The low price and pre-configured nature of dark utilities means the platform is likely to attract lesser skilled adversaries that lack the technical capacity to individually develop such capabilities. The dark utility service currently has 3,000 active subscribers, opening itself to a wider audience by hosting Windows, Linux, and Python-based payloads. To enhance the resiliency of the platform, Dark Utilities authors selected the decentralized interplanetary file system to host its payloads, reducing the likelihood of content moderation and law enforcement intervention. Given its low cost and extensive functionality, we assess that in addition to the thousands of current subscribers, the Dark Utilities user base will continue to expand rapidly. This increase in subscribers will likely increase the volume of malware deployments attempting to establish C2 connections using dark utilities. We anticipate that financially motivated cyber criminals will continue to develop commodity malware by developing new business models such as command and control as a service. We have discussed the highly successful ransomware as a service and access as a service business models implemented by sophisticated cyber criminal entities on numerous occasions on this podcast. Moving on to other cyber criminal activity, over the course of two weeks in May of this year, affiliates of the Lockbit, Hive and ALF, also known as Black Cat, ransomware as a service gangs, individually compromised an automotive supplier via a single initial access vector. In December 2021, an adversary established a remote desktop protocol session to the victim's domain controller. It's likely that an initial access broker, and what we mean by that is an individual or a group that sells access to victim networks, is responsible for this activity. And after identifying that the victim network was a valuable asset, it sold that access to multiple ransomware affiliates. To gain access to the target network, all three ransomware gangs leveraged a misconfigured firewall rule that exposed RDP on a management server, likely provided by the initial access broker. Post-breach, the three adversaries launched unique exploitation activity. The Lockbit affiliate exfiltrated data to the mega cloud storage service, dropped Mimikatz to extract passwords, and used PSExec to deploy its ransomware payload. The Hive affiliate used RDP to move laterally on the network and dropped its ransomware payload using PDQ Deploy, a legitimate software, only two hours after the Lockbit affiliate encrypting files on 16 hosts. While the victim restored data from its backups in response to the initial two infections, 
an alpha affiliate, leverage the compromised management server to establish RDP connections to domain controllers, file servers, application servers, and other hosts. Additionally, it installed a Terra agent, a legitimate remote access tool to establish persistence on the network and exfiltrated data. After two weeks of inactivity, the affiliate used valid credentials to distribute its ransomware and clear Windows event logs to remove indicators of not only its presence, but also that of the Hive and Lockbit affiliates. A forensic investigation identified multiple files that were encrypted multiple times, peaking at five individual encryptions in some instances. Despite all three ransomware gangs being well-known for double extortion, a popular tactic where in addition to file encryption, the victim's stolen files are published if they fail to pay a ransom, no stolen data has been published on any of the group's dedicated leak sites. This incident highlights the destructive effects that initial access brokers create by providing multiple ransomware gangs with initial access to a single target network. Finally, let's talk about North Korean nation-state unit Stonefly, also known as Enderio and Silent Chalima, which has been linked to the Maui ransomware operation and opportunistically compromised targets in Japan, India, Russia and Vietnam. The attribution to Stonefly expands on a recent joint advisory published by the FBI, CISA and the US Department of Treasury, warning of North Korean nation-state actors deploying Maui ransomware against the healthcare sector. Active since 2015, Stonefly has targeted entities across government, defence and financial services sectors to perform espionage, data theft and data wiping operations in support of Pyongyang's illegal revenue generation. Stonefly likely leverages stolen login credentials to gain initial access to its victims' networks, in addition to compromising a vulnerable HTTP file server using an unknown exploit. Stonefly has also breached a WebLogic server vulnerable to CVE 2017-10271, a flaw that Stonefly has exploited since mid-2019. We have previously reported that Stonefly breached a public-facing VMware View server vulnerable to Logfall Shell to compromise an engineering firm. This focus might suggest Stonefly prefers exploiting vulnerable public-facing applications as an initial access vector. Forensic evidence indicates Stonefly initially deploys the D-Track backdoor, also known as PREFT, onto the target network, which facilitates data theft and HTTP exfiltration to a remote C2 server via Windows commands. 10 hours after the deployment of D-Track, Stonefly dropped the Maui ransomware payload to encrypt files located on the same server. In 2019, we reported that Stonefly, who were considered as a subgroup of North Korea's Lazarus Group at the time of reporting, used D-Track to steal the details of payment cards inserted into ATMs in India. This campaign reaffirms that North Korean nation-state units continue to engage in financially motivated operations that generate revenue for North Korea, which remains economically isolated. We assess, in contrast to the Joint Advisory, that similar to cyber-criminal ransomware groups, North Korean nation-state units will opportunistically deliver ransomware to compromise entities across multiple sectors and geographies to maximise profits. If you'd like to stay up to date with cyber threat intelligence incidents, you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter using the link in the description or via our website orpheuscyber.com. Remember to follow us on Spotify and hit the notifications icon to receive an alert when we upload new episodes. Thanks for listening. Thank you.